I'm coming in on this in the worst mood. The dude. worst mood? What's happened? I just got a terrible email. Oh, a work email. Remember the um, the van that I scraped? Oh, yeah. So they, I think I said on the last one that 500 were, bucks. it was up for 500 bucks. Yeah. So that was for like an initial assessment. Yeah. And they've just come back to me and said, it's actually going to be two grand in total. Oh, so you thought you got away with it and yeah. no. Yeah. They've sent me like three quotes. It's, I'm basically paying the excess. Yeah. So. Because your insurance cover, you didn't get the extra insurance, right? So what were you? Yeah. What were you? What's your excess? Excess is two grand, and the, the total cost is three and a half grand. Where it was weird because initially they were like, we estimate the cost of this to be $500. Yeah. And then it wasn't. No. Damn. So, yeah, man. So I'm on the Coke Zeros. No. Oh, man. Yeah. Save money where you can. Don't pay mm. for that one with the extra sugar. Yeah, exactly. I, How are you um, going? I had a migraine yesterday, um, so pretty flat today as well. <laughs> it's going to be fun. So this is a great energy, a great yeah. episode, a exciting start. Well, we can maybe use it as a way to take our minds off things or... Um, you know, maybe it'll probably probably Push give you more away. of a migraine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what I usually do with booze. Don't know if Coke Zero is going to do the same thing. If you could be any animal, what animal would you be? Great question. Octopus. If you could be any mythical creature, what would you be? What's a mythical creature? It doesn't exist. So Jesus. we're talking hippogriffs. We're talking dragons. We're talking orcs. You're talking yetis. Right. Maybe like oh, the abominable snowman. Yeah, a yeti. Is that a yeti? Yeah. Just someone who's just like wandering through the snow by himself. He's a bit of a philosopher. Listening to podcasts. I think I he, he, he's just a quiet guy that likes to think about the world. Why are yeah. we out there trying to find this yeti? He clearly doesn't want to be found. He's going through some shit. Give him some space, please. And we all know he's gentle. He's so gentle. The abominable thing is a misunderstanding. What's an abominable? If it's abominable, technically it sounds like he's done some terrible terrible shit. But I think it's just a misunderstanding. I think there's probably an innocent explanation and he didn't mean to maul that young girl's face off. (laughs) Didn't mean to. No. Or maybe (laughs) she deserved it. Did we ever ask that? It's kind of victim blaming, but we haven't gone into that angle yet. Well, yeah, we haven't heard his side of the story. We haven't heard sure. this side of the story. Could have a very reasonable explanation for yeah. the mauling of the face. Maybe maybe she had a fly on it and he just he was just trying to give it a, a nice little oop, there you go. Yeah. We don't know. Maybe um No, everything I'm about to say would be bad. Mm. And I'm well, stopping. What's myself. new? <laughs> Me stopping myself. Yeah. Wow, that's that's character growth. By season seven, it's nice to see that we have some of this, uh, you know, progression in our characters. Season seven. How many episodes is this? One seventy-seven. Seven. 
Yeah. Getting up there. At least 20 episodes per season. US season. Yeah. Yeah. That's like an American office style. We go for quantity over quality. Oh, we've always said that right from the get go. (laughs) Um, So, oh yeah. What did you have for dinner? First things first. (laughs) So you checked a list to ask that question. I opened my phone and it was the list of the quotes and it just bummed me out again. Oh. Um, what did you have for dinner? Uh, it's not going to make the cut, so just don't even ask me. Why? No, because I don't put it in. It's boring. No one cares. <laughs> I care. I always, I literally always ask you this. I know. And like half the time I just like, I listen to it all and I just delete it straight away. Oh, do you? Yeah. You I um, I had to prove a... that you delete stuff. Well, yeah, now I feel insecure about it. I feel like people don't think that I edit this thing. I do. It's just all you're getting is the best, and that's not a very high standard sometimes. Uh, I, I made a chicken and chickpea stew. It was sort, so of, sort of tomato-y, sort of oh, pesto-y. Shut, just shut up. <laughs> you <laughs> asked. I know. You don't get that, to do that to me. That was literally the most boring answer that, to that question. <laughs> What did you want I, me to say? I ate badger. Well, it could have been something. Would have been something. Um, I got boosted the other day. Me too. Did you? Yeah, a week same, ago. Same seas. Probably How did you diff- feel? Fine, yeah. I didn't have any any reaction. I just felt slightly tired towards the end of the day after. Yeah. I get my 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 um my back and my arm started to hurt real bad. Oh, I had a little bit of tenderness on the arm, but I didn't have... Like that was the same for all of them. I, there was nothing different about what my reaction was. Mm. What did yeah, you get? So. What did you get a Pfizer booster? What do they boost with in Melbourne? Yeah, you had a choice of Pfizer or Moderna. Um, and then when I got there, they were like, "What one do you want?" And I was like, "What should I get?" And they were like, "We don't, we can't tell you that." I was like, "What's the best one?" And they were like, "We can't tell you that." And I was like, <laughs> "Pfizer." Yeah, and the doctor said to me, "Oh, you got two AstraZeneca and one Pfizer. That's a really good combo." And I oh. was like, "Is that it?" I, I laughed, and he was like, "No, seriously, it's a really good combo." I don't know why. Yeah, well, they say that they target slightly differently. So, yeah, I'd seen that a little bit of a mix and max mix and match could be helpful. So, you're probably in a bit a bit of a better spot than some others. Yeah. What else have I got? Jeez, oh, we've already run out of things to say to each other. <laughs> um, did you listen to that new The Smile song? I did. I did. That That's was nice. actually on my my. I have a like a little list of accruing wreck engine topics, and I was going to put it in there at some point. Okay, so that's all right. No, it's, that. no, it's fine. I I did like it. I listened to. Did you watch that Glastonbury or whatever it was? Um, digital concert that they did a few months ago. No. Yeah, so they they debuted maybe like six or eight songs in a okay. in a sort of pre recorded concert. Um maybe October last year, I'd guess. Um okay. so it's nice to sort of hear studio versions of them now, um, as they've come along. But that's cool. Yeah, I love that new one. Yeah. I should um I should get you a link of of the the other one because it was a yeah. good watch. Yeah, link me. I saw that they were doing the live broadcasts. Yeah, I was gonna go watch. Technically, I think we could still tune in because it's still live for another 
48 hours or something. Mm. Um, I was reading that interview with Johnny Greenwood um, where at yeah. the bottom they asked him, oh, what's the status of Radiohead? And they basically were like, yeah, we, we haven't got back in touch yet. But Ed's looking to do a second album. And obviously there's a smile coming on. Did you listen no. to the Ed album? Oh, it was bad. It yeah, wasn't great, was I, it? I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, poor Ed. He's like, he's not, he's not. He's, he's a big puppy. He's been there the whole time. But he's definitely, if you're going to kill one member of Radiohead, Ed is gone. Even, <laughs> even before Nigel, I'd say. Ed goes before Nigel. I think he has an important role to play as like a backup singer. He's like the umami he's... of Radiohead. You <laughs> <laughs> can't quite define what he does, but it's something there. Yeah, it adds a, a depth that wouldn't be there without it. Yeah, uh, he is. He also seems aware of that fact, though, because he always seems like the happiest one on stage. He's like, guys, I'm just grateful to be here. But I also hate that. <laughs> I also you want hate them to be cool happy. and aloof like the rest of them. 100% and he's like flicking his hair all the time and just be like Johnny just put your head down don't show your face strum your guitar and let Tom dance like a freak <laughs> that's what I want Radiohead to be uh, welcome to Deep Forward everybody thank you for joining us in an exciting week I'm hoping that by saying that I will make it true uh, this is a podcast that we examine the issues that affect us and affect birds I'm just again. I'm just trying to find. I'm finding a direction. We'll, we'll get there in the edit. Um, sitting through the internet with me, my friend Michael. Hey, hi. Okay, so I, I put in a lot of effort there to lift up the energy and the tone. You drag me right back down, and I'm Nick. Hi, Nick. Hi, Nick. Thank you. Gosh, you do look a little bit like Joaquin Phoenix and her discovering that your girlfriend is departing for another planet. <laughs> That's not what happened. Um, <laughs> well, you know, joining the singularity, or whatever. Sure. Great movie, that one. Great movie. Oh. Guess what? <laughs> oh! Hold on, we've got a vapist in the vicinity. Look out, ladies. I vape. Um, I am a v- serial vapist now. Serial? <laughs> it's been two weeks. Yep. And I haven't had a cigarette since. Well, that's good. Yeah, tell me, tell good. me how this goes. Walk me through this. So, do you have a vape friend who was like, "I'll show you how that works," or did you like blindly walk into a, a shop and being like, "Hey, can you help me?" Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a dumb idiot. Bit of both. Um, so I was just exhaling my vape smoke. You're doing that um, inside. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? It's vaporized. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's- <laughs> It's it's fine. You can vape inside. Uh huh. I mean, you can't vape on a plane. Vapes yeah. on a plane. Um, <laughs> That's Samuel L. Jackson's worst movie. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Um, so yeah. So I had a I have a couple of friends that um, vape, and they said it was more cost effective, and they felt you know better. Ugh, I don't know. Just kind of made that part up, but I. I had this idea that you needed to get like a tool, a tool. I'm a tool. You had to get like a thing and like, it was a whole operation. But then I realized you could get disposable vapes, 
which are much worse for the environment. And they cost like 20 bucks, and they tell you how many puffs you get out of them. So this one that I got right here, 20 bucks, 1,200 puffs, and it's black ice flavored. Black ice flavored, like you've licked a dangerous road. I think it's actually blackberry. Okay. <laughs> but they try and like appeal to like the um insecure male crowd. Do you think that's a masculine AKA flavor? Me. Yes, that's why I got it. <laughs> what were the options? Like tropical f- fruit. I think it's pineapple and guava and stuff. And you're like, I don't want to be seen ordering a guava vape. What will people think of me? Well, it's pink. <laughs> um so I got black ice. Tastes all right. There's some nicotine in it. Do you not eat a... watermelon because it's pink? <laughs> um, I eat watermelon. I don't really eat. Water. I like cantaloupe. Do you like cantaloupe? cantaloupe? That's the best. Rock melon. Why? It's the best one. Ugh. Are you joking? No, I'm not. Ugh. I don't really. I'm not like a huge melon guy. I'm not a huge melon guy. I mean, maybe I am in some senses, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Boobies, dude. You didn't, even, you didn't even give it one second. Don't you need felt the to. immediate need to explain it. Well, there's a lag, and I didn't want you to ruin my punchline. <laughs> Got in there quick. Um, melons. It's a fun word to say. What's melon spelt backwards? Do you know that? Snollum. It's, it's no, it's trust in the devil. Weird joke. Um, what? So, I don't know, Stairway to Heaven. I'm all weird today. <laughs> a flustered dude. Anyway, what was I saying before you distracted me with melons? Um, you were vaping. Oh, yeah. So, I had a couple of friends that did it. They said you can get a disposable one. So, what's bucks. the idea of it? Why? Why? So, how much does a, a permanent one with interchangeable cartridges cost? I don't even know. Probably like a thousand dollars i it cannot be a thousand dollars i don't know i don't i don't ask i don't do this kind of research i well why would you think that something's disposed that's disposable that you have to keep buying more and more of is going to be cheaper in the long run than a permanent one i don't understand the logic i don't know why i do anything nick but it just feels right it feels better it feels less permanent i don't like like buying disposable water bottles yeah. Like at five or six dollars a pop over and over again, rather than buying one water me- uh, water bottle and refilling it. The next thing you're gonna, you're going to tell me that d- disposable water bottles are bad, as well. I mean, it was implied. Um. Anyway, I did go in there and say this is my first time buying a vape. I don't really know what I'm doing. Which Can end you... do I stick in my mouth? Yeah, I didn't know if it was like a. Because they don't advertise them anywhere. They don't, like, advertise them in the shop. Yeah. So he had to, like, go on the back and give me a brochure and then wait for me to... He just stared at me while I selected my... What kind of person is this? Describe uh, him for me. Okay. <laughs> this could be dangerous. But um, he, I would say he's, like, uh, Italian. Okay. Or maybe... Um, or maybe Middle Eastern in, or- in origin. Okay. In uh, facial... Uh, and uh, chest hair okay. uh, sense uh-huh. and um, has a bit of an attitude and doesn't like me, I think. Oh, just because he wasn't welcoming. I... He wasn't like, hey, get no. on in. The, the water's warm. 
No, he did not say that. He said the water's cold. Fuck what do you off. want? <laughs> yeah. Um, and basically, just I felt pressured, which is why I chose black eyes. Yeah. Because you wanted, you had some sort of lingering masculinity question, and you wanted to assert yourself in front of this alpha male. Yeah, and I wanted to impress him, and um, it didn't work. I said, like, the ch- do you, are there any uh, that have chili in them? I love spicy foods. Yes, I should have said that. Or I should have said, do you have any melon flavors? Yeah. I love melons. <laughs> um, and then just wink. And then wink at him. <laughs> and then look at his penis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the vape story. And now I vape. And I, I, I vape a lot. I vape more than I smoked. <laughs> so this has the potential to be drastically more expensive. Yeah, I mean potential. I mean everything's potential. This is this podcast has the potential to be good, but it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it still has potential. <laughs> um, so, do you, how do you feel about your black ice though? Are you are you like ready to branch out? Is this the flight? Like, because cigarettes aren't like flavors, are they? Yeah, so you're now yeah. like you're having like candy corn, right? Like a candy. You're you're drinking yeah. like the sugar version of a thing. Yeah, I think that's accurate. I wouldn't mind a cherry cola. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I don't know if that exists, but I wouldn't mind a cherry cola. I mean, what flavor would you go for, do you think, if you started vaping? Which you should, by the way. I can hook you up. Do they do, like, a nice juniper? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I should have said that when I went in the first time. <laughs> He slides the brochure across. I'm like, hmm. Did you like a nice juniper? <laughs> Get out. Get out. You, you're not cool enough to vape. You should smoke cigarettes again. Do you even know what, um, what juniper tastes like? It's gin. It doesn't taste like gin. Well, it's in the gin process. Sure. But wine doesn't taste like grapes. Well, it does. No, just it doesn't. It's just been processed. No, it doesn't. What does juniper taste like? Um, it tastes like a bitter blackberry, I think. Okay. Well, that might be nice. Pomegranate. Pomegranate. I hate pomegranate. Why are you saying it like that? Pomegranate? Why are you Why? putting an N in the middle? Pomegranate. Pomen, pomegranate. Now you've got me saying it. Pomegranate. Is it pomegranate? Yeah, there's no N in the middle. Well, there's one wow. N in the middle, but it's not in where you're putting it. Oh. oh I've been saying that all my life. Well. Wow. Anyway, this is just this is just ramping up this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, maybe maybe the way to solve this is to actually steer deep into the heart of the storm. And emerged the other side unscathed. If you tell me what you were going to spend that two thousand dollars on, oh my god, you fucking asshole! <laughs> I probably would buy like, oh, how many vapes can you buy for two thousand dollars? Oh, this uh, is fun though. Actually, I mean, in in the worst possible way. What could? What are the things I could spend two thousand dollars on? Yeah. Um, I could go to Thailand for two thousand dollars. Yeah, I could. Um, I could probably 
sleep with a prostitute, like a good one. Like a nice one. Like an escort kind of. I could even yeah. take her out you for dinner beforehand. You could get it like a day. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know. This is making me genuinely depressed. You could update your wardrobe. It's pretty good. Don't need a. Don't well, there need you go. See, see, you don't need that money. <laughs> I could give it to charity. You could give it to charity. You could get a haircut. In a way, car next door is taking money from charity. Yeah, in a real way. In a in real, real way, because you'd actually said, "I, I'm pretty sure at the start of this episode, oh, that was my money for the Red Cross." Yeah, I love the Red Cross. I love all they do for um, blood. Children? <laughs> yeah, do they? Who knows what they do? They're probably religious, aren't they? they got a no, cross. No, Red Cross is a good one. I do like the Red Cross. Oh, rather. Red, Red Cross is um, non-theistic. Salvos ah. are the real Legos. Oh, right. I just I avoid anything with the cross. Yeah, that's fair. In it. But this one means good. All right. <sighs> it's one of those ones <laughs> hey uh uh have you you were saying to me earlier how disappointed you were that the m&ms aren't sexy anymore that's a fun little story isn't it it's a fun story i mean you seemed positively furious about it Oh, shut up. No, it wasn't. You're making me seem like Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Who was furious about he it. He was furious way. about it. Um, if I so, can't fuck this candy, then what is America coming to? <laughs> I know. What was that on? I'm uh, going to get up. Uh, Seth Meyers? Uh, yeah, I stopped watching Seth Meyers. Um, I'm just going to get up the media release because I think I bet you'd love to get it up. Yeah, I don't think I'll be getting that up for a while. So this is the so the M and M's have uh well Mars Company has decided to they've got a what five or six M and M's characters maybe five, all of which are, <laughs> they're probably the most diverse <laughs> bunch of characters <laughs> ever <laughs> already, but uh, they have um, decided to um, rebrand these characters um to be more inclusive um and so what they've said is m&ms has a lot has long been committed to creating colorful fun for all and this purpose serves as a more concrete commitment to what we're what we've always believed as a brand that everyone has the right to enjoy moments of happiness and fun and fun is the most powerful way to help people feel they belong as one of the world's most iconic candy brands, who better to commit to a world with more moments of fun by increasing a sense of belonging around the globe than M&M's? Um, we're excited to reveal our new M&M's brand look and feel, which fans will come to see come to will see come to life across all M&M's touch points around the globe. For I've read the wrong part here, haven't I? <laughs> It's quite hard to like skim and read an article and speak it aloud at the same time and adequately like summarize it. It is. I finally respect you. Oh God. You know what? No, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to try and find it. You can do this. I'm going to do it. Switching articles. 
It's Michael hunting for candy. It's Michael. He's feeling quite randy. He's on the website. He's looking at pictures. He's getting his dictures. It's Michael. Beautiful. Okay, so <clears throat> um, just oh, my dad's ringing me. God, I wonder if that's. I don't know how to do this with the audio. Just hold it up to the microphone. Oh, oh. rang out. Oh, you <laughs> suck. I can ring him back. You could. All right, I'll ring him back. Michael. Hey, Dad, how you doing? I'm just recording a podcast uh, on, right now. Um, oh, so... Sorry, I'll call you back if you like. Oh, that's all right. Do you want to say anything on the podcast? No, no. Okay. Hi, Peter. Sorry, you're recording it right now. Yeah. Hi, Peter. No, no, I'll I'll leave it alone. I'll give you a call back later, okay? All right. Do you want to say hi to Nick? Hey, Nick, how you doing? Nice song, Nick. Thanks, Peter. He says thanks. Happy Christmas to you all. Very, very nice song. Nice work, you boys. All right. I'll leave you guys to it. I'll give you a call back later. All right. Thanks, Dad. Bye. Bye. There you go. What a nice moment. Aren't you glad you did that? Yeah, well, I'm really bigged are. up my ego. I needed that today, and I feel I so much better. I don't think he actually liked your song. You, um, oh, he commented on the post, so yeah, I don't you think feel he like it was a, that. Okay, well, damn I think it. he felt. I think he felt guilty that like two he, weeks he, only, he only commented on my song. <laughs> there's, there's no, I can't see in any world where, and there's nothing against your song, but I can't see a reality where. He listened to your song and went, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> it's this, just not his vibe. See, the thing is that for me, you know, the compliment's nice, but I haven't spent my whole life seeking it. So it, like, whether or not he likes it sort of just brushes off. Whereas I don't want to detract from your moment of being able to enjoy the one time he's truly respected you. So I'm happy to let you have it. Well played. Um, all right, M and M's. So, <laughs> just continuing on from what I said before. Don't know how I'm going to edit this in, but uh, <laughs> how you're going to edit it in? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, the vice president of M and M's continues <laughs> from before, <laughs> in a different article. In a different article, we've uh-huh. done a deep look at. Oh, sorry. Fuck. As an iconic brand that's been, I might have already said this, as an iconic brand that's been around for over 80 years, it's really important that we're evolving over time as well. And one of the most powerful ways that we can do that is through our beloved characters. We've done a deep look at them both inside as well as out. Oh. <laughs> In terms of reflecting new looks, personalities, and backstories. So this is end quote. The green M&M has ditched her high-heeled boots for sneakers and will better reflect empowerment and confidence and be known for more than just her shoes. I think she was known for more than just her shoes. But anyway, continuing the quote, you're going to see the green and brown together being supportive. Well, you can't say green and brown, can you? Yeah, because they're describing candy, Michael. Uh, It doesn't say the green. That makes all the difference. You're going to see green and brown together being a supportive force for women who are throwing shine and not shade. Apparently the brown one was like mean. Yeah. Maybe? I, I don't know. I'd have, I'll take your word for it. Orange. Meanwhile, will suffer from anxiety issues to better reflect young people. 
Quote, you'll also, uh, you'll also see Orange really embrace his true self, worries and all, and not be afraid to express it. We actually know that Orange is one of the most relatable characters in the crew, based on some conversations we've had with Gen Z, which we know is the most anxious generation. And I'll just leave it there. But, so, my, <laughs> my issue with it is not that the green sexy one is losing a sex appeal and now I'm going to have nothing. Like getting flats, yeah. Yeah. Now I'm going to have nothing to, you know. Sexually satisfy you anymore. Yeah, and now I'm going to have to the use my imagination. Exactly. <laughs> it's that these corporations, when they do this stuff, and you see it with, what, Pepsi have done it. Everyone's basically doing it. They don't do it because they really want to do it. They're doing it because... This is like an attempt to sell you a product and this is the way that they are doing it. They're doing it because they're doing it as as a reactive measure to society rather than actually being progressive. This is how they stay in the conversation and this is how they this is how they see the rebrand their image. It's the it's nefarious to me. I don't uh, my uh, I mean my take on this is that there's nothing here and it's not worth discussing. But, like, <laughs> the the right-wing outrage about, like, wokeifying candy is dumb. The left-wing, like, virtue signaling, this is just big corporations trying to get marketing money is dumb. It's all just so fucking dumb. It's fucking candy. Why has it got legs and personalities anyway? The idea that they've like yeah. focus tested orange and it's like, ooh, kids relate to orange because he's nervous. Like this is where like capitalism goes to die. This none of this makes any sense. No one gives any shits about this. It's just people having to spend money to keep a job in marketing. Well I don't said. get it. <laughs> I don't get any of this. And I just agree like more. I couldn't give two fat, wet shits about any of this. <laughs> wet, fat shits. Um, just, I totally agree with everything you just said. And I'm just going to send you one thing. So this is an ad from... Is it a sexy video of the green M&M stripping off her <laughs> high heels? Well, it wouldn't work on you, would it? Well... Um, which are, you're probably into the red one. <laughs> I need to see an image of no the red one. No, the red one's like super, like irritating. Aren't you into irritable dudes? Mm. Um, do you want to play this at the same time? So this is a um, this is an ad by M and M's from 1995, where they get BB King, the famous blues guitarist. Um to sit in on, or to be in their ad. Um, but it's got some interesting, ra- <laughs> there's some c- pretty clear racially uh, motivated jokes in this uh, that I don't think would necessarily fly today. Yes, it's true. Yeah, we're totally blue. Yeah. I want to be in this commercial. You ain't getting this job because you're not blue. Great. Oh, look at that. Oh, they even got B.B. King singing the blues. I want to be blue. Wait. <laughs> I got the blues on the Dick Man on BB. Hurt me. Get funky. Cut. Cut. They're not blue. Uh-oh. Mm. Uh, blue M&M's? Mr. King ate them. One bite. Solid. So that wow. M&M is there is in 
blue faced, and they're kind of going. They've got the the, the yellow and the red M M&M and M painting themselves blue, <laughs> while BB King is playing the blues, and they get found out. And it's a it's a pretty uh pretty, uh, you know, it's obvious. Bizarre. It's so weird. It's a pretty obvious like racially motivated ad. I don't know. Weird like, that BB King's in it. I, like, who's the, also black? If you don't the know. furthest I'm willing to go in terms of this like personification of these things is red and yellow were sort of characters in like a in a buddy comedy kind of thing. You'd see yeah. it in front of the movies, right? They were personified, but I don't know that anyone has like been hankering for like a full cast of characters all with different personalities. Like, oh, I feel anxious in real life. Which color am I going to eat most out of the M&M's packet? Like, yeah. it's so strange. I guess this is like that video is just like a, you know, a historical artifact um, of like there, a strange if... marketing thing. But it just shows that this bad idea has been around for too long exactly. and they've not thought of any other way to personify or to market this this candy. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're going to do that, go go full hog. Make one of them trans. Yeah. Make one of them make one of them gay. Like, why don't you do that? If you but that would be that would be too far. Because then they would start to alienate, you know, the rednecks, you know, that buy M Ms. But it's so dumb. Oh, all of it is just so dumb. I just can't I can't anymore, Michael. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> oh yeah. But you're yeah, right. I mean, there's like M&M store, right? Like you can go to actual shops about this brand. So clearly there is somewhere out there, like an M&M head who's like collecting merchandise and shit, right? Oh, yeah. I've been to the M&M store in Times Square. Have you? Yeah. It it's just, just like, it what like does it ever. sell? Just like plush toys and shit. Just like rare rare colors of m&m like is this is this is a cat this is a piece of chocolate yeah this is a piece of chocolate no one cares no it's these brands it's, that well it's almost trying like, to be bigger than they you are you mentioned it earlier the um the pepsi thing right there was that caitlin caitlin jenner kylie Kendall, maybe kylie jenner oh, who knows i think it was kylie jenner um, did that ad where she was like st- storming in front of like a police barricade and handing people a Pepsi to stop like race war. Yeah. And everyone was like, um, yeah, that's not how food works. Like that <laughs> yeah. doesn't solve things. Yeah. It's, it's, it is just a way for the, that companies. one's way worse than Eminem's doing this. Like, honestly, sure. if Eminem just like takes, changes the shoes of one of their imaginary men, or, you know, like candies, who cares? When you're like actively trying to do like a representational thing or a woke thing and you fumble it like Pepsi did, that's way, way worse. Like that's yeah. that's actually a story versus this, which is a non-story. I agree. But it, it's also, I feel like from a, corporation perspective it's so low risk because no one's not buying pepsi because of that no one's not buying m&ms because they're outraged no one's buying m&ms because they're you know you know so like in support of you know mars but they this story gets picked up there's a conversation that gets bandied around between the left and the right and they're just licking their lips okay they're going cool we're still relevant now 
yeah, there was a, um, if there's one thing I've learned from, um, like watching the Gruen shows for a decade now, um, it's that sometimes when you're just a big established brand, you just have to make an ad to remind people that you exist. Exactly. And this just is, seems like one of those things where Eminem's goes, we haven't really been in the news recently. Yeah. And they just like put something out there to sort of remind people, oh yeah, I like Eminem's. And I do. Yeah. I like M&M's. I like buying an M&M bag at the movies or something. But yeah. it's not like I'm getting up at the supermarket every week. No. What's your favorite flavor? I'd go peanut probably. Peanut's good. I like a crispy. A crispy, yeah. Do you ever get oh, the, mix-ups? the mix Yeah, mix-ups are yeah, a bit of everything. Yeah, mix-ups are good. I think the, um, the regular ones are the worst ones probably. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know. Anyway, M&M, get it together. Get it. <laughs> get it together. Uh um did you What's have the to, next hot topic did you have something about um joe rogan you wanted to talk about i can see your eyes rolling as you say this dude no i'm scrolling down the um the list of um like stories i have so the other big story from the last two weeks i guess was that um neil young has and Joni mitchell have pulled their songs off spotify in protest uh about uh, the calls for joe rogan to be i don't know what were the calls for to be taken off spotify because he is um spreading misinformation to to the masses well, that, that's not what neil young said right what did he say well he okay so maybe that's um maybe you were correct he did say that basically it's either Joe Rogan or me, right? So you, you were right. He did say that. Um, but he, he knew he wasn't going to win. He knew that Spotify wasn't going to take Joe Rogan off. He spent too much money on it. It's too, yeah. too invested. But yeah. he, was, he was making a principled stand, right? He, okay. was, he was saying, I know that I'm going to lose and I know they're going to say I'm not taking Joe Rogan off, so I'm going to walk away from my, my Spotify you know, deal and take my music away because so it was I less don't... of a protest than a. It was a personal... he was using his platform to draw attention to the fact that Joe Rogan says some dumb shit about vaccines, right? Yeah. And he knew that they were not going to change, but he was he's a firm believer of it. Historically, I think he had, I think he had polio before there was a vaccine. And he's always been pro-vaccination for a long time. So this is him on an issue that he cares about, basically being like, uh, I don't, I can't stand for this anymore, and I'm going to step away effectively. And what's the biggest impact I can have? Um, and and choosing to do that, not yeah. not again, not expecting, I think, in any realistic sense that that Joe Rogan would disappear off Spotify. Yeah, but he's he has had an impact, right? Uh, Neil Young. Yeah. In what sense? In getting people talking about it? Well, that and, you know, other other people have followed, like Joni Mitchell. But also Spotify announced, A, they're going to publicize their rules about what is disinformation, and B, they're going to link to uh, a safe source of coronavirus information mm. and, like, or, or like actual accurate information and, and that kind of thing. So he has succeeded yeah. in right. causing a news storm getting attention on the issue and seeing some capitulation from Spotify, even though there was no chance they were going to ever get rid of Jogan. Yeah. 
and in turn getting driving people to his SoundCloud for his DJ mixes. Um, well, did you so, see Apple Apple Music also capitalized? Like oh within a day, they were just like every new young album and they were putting ads out everywhere, which I mean, fair play. They have them, right? Fuck. <laughs> All this corporate shit is so sickening, though. My, so I'll give you my thoughts on this. Yeah, cause, because cause Joe Rogan responded as well, right? Joe Rogan responded. So just first of all, I'm a little bit conflicted about this because on one hand, I feel like Joe Rogan, now he is an idiot and he'll say that. He's an idiot in some sense. He's a very curious guy and he has a a tendency to go down rabbit holes and conspiracy theories. At the end of the day, though, he is a comedian who has amassed a huge following. Now, I understand that when you have a bigger following as he has, as big a following as he has, that you have some responsibility to um, to guide people towards, you know, the truth. But in his head, he is, it's not, he is getting people on from both sides of the vaccine debate. And I'm not saying it's a fair debate, but he, he is interviewing people who have um, conflicting theories with the mainstream and the, and the consensus view, the scientific view of coronavirus and vaccines or whatever. So on one hand, I feel like it's, this is kind of overblown and it's not really, it's, it's unf- we're putting unfair, uh, I don't want to say pressure. People are giving this way more value than it ought to have. I mean, he's a guy who is having long-form conversations. The reason why people are upset is because he has such a big following. Now, if people are going to Joe Rogan and listening to those conversations and then coming out, and I'm not saying they aren't doing this. I'm saying they, they probably are coming out of that and thinking, well, this is the truth. Is there no personal responsibility for your source of information? And does Joe, I mean, doesn't this, this, this responsibility first and foremost should lie with the news and the mainstream media outlets. But the reason why people are going to Joe Rogan is because they have distrust in the mainstream media outlets because the main mainstream media, especially in America has not told them the truth and is not honest about certain things, but like what? even like, well, just to use Joe Rogan, this is the first thing that's coming to, to my head with the CNN video. When Joe Rogan was uh, posted a video when he took ivermectin and CNN doctored the video to make it look like he was green, even though the original video wasn't like that at all. And then they also... There's no evidence that that was a malicious choice, right? Like, that can just happen when you're importing video. Okay, maybe that's true. But even with the ivermectin thing, labeling ivermectin as horse tranquilizer and marketing it that way basically to their audience, that's dishonest. This is, this is just the first example that comes off, off my head, and I'm sure there are, there are plenty more. But I think that, that there is a – people don't people don't trust 
CNN as much as they used to. They don't trust the news as much as they used to. And yeah, maybe people shouldn't trust Joe Rogan as much as they do his fans. But at least to his credit, when he gets something wrong, he owns it. I mean, it, it might take a little bit for him to get there, but he'll post a video and he constantly does it. He constantly says, I got this wrong. And in his in his video response today, he accepted Spotify's changes. He thought he said it'll it'll be great. It's great that they have decided to, you know, put a little clause at the start of the episode when I have someone controversial on. And he's gonna make more of an effort to get not just people who are um on the fringe of the scientific community, but also, you know, people who are who will tell him, you know, what's what and uh, more of the more with the consensus of the scientific community. So, I think he's made a pretty good. Well, he's. It sounds like he is. He's ready to make a a pretty decent and fair change. And as much as whatever you say about Joe Rogan, and I'm not like his biggest fan, and I'm I'm not going to him for truth. Certainly not. And when he has these scientists on, I don't listen to that. But I think he does have a commitment to truth and he does he is a curious guy and he is a little bit his weakness is that he's goes just goes down rabbit holes too much but i think it's i think we put a little bit it's we're a little bit unfair to joe rogan and i think not to not to get too conspiratorial but i think the main mainstream media is scared of rogan he's getting way bigger numbers than they're getting and i think at least in part, they are trying to take him down. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. I would like you just to crystallize for me that one final statement. What is the mainstream media being unfair about when it comes to Joe Rogan? Putting aside an example like, you know, like the color of his video clip was was different to how he uploaded it. Um well, basically, every news article that you see that comes out of uh, that involves Joe Rogan is negative, and I, I mean, not that it would necessarily be positive. Is that true, I, or is it just that the things he's doing, when viewed through an objective lens, but sound they're, they're treating unfavorable? Him, they're treating, yeah. I mean, sure, but they they treating him as if he's like. He's like one of them and that he should be held to the same standard as a CNN reporter. And he's a comedian who's having conversations. Sure. But here's, uh, here's where I find the gray area, right? So I, I take that point. I think that the greater your audience, the greater your responsibility in what you say, do and, and you know, perform, right? I think that if you have an audience of a hundred million people and you're dealing in areas of health and you're dealing in areas of dealing in areas of like community effect, right? Where a, a, a change could have actual real world consequences on not just yourself, but on others. Then I think if you have a hundred million people listening to an episode or whatever, you, you have a responsibility higher than we do with our 35 listeners, you know, to make it scientifically accurate because the impact is there. And I think that if, if, if he's exploring a curiosity 
and pursuing information, that's all well and good. But the, you know, there are things that we don't talk about for the safety of society because the consequences or complexities are such that it can be misinterpreted if you're not very careful in how you discuss it. We don't, you know, give out the recipes for bombs or mm. talk about how to mix up like hand grenades at home because while it might technically be achievable and technically be done safely, the consequences of that information being out there in the wrong hands are far more negative. So I feel like, A, it is probably at the point now where Joe Rogan has amassed a platform and a level of experience and an amount of money to support paying for journalistic standards. Mm. And B, a journalistic or media organization which is then looking upon what he is doing or saying is probably likely to go well none of that match like meets with standard reporting criteria Mm -hmm. and yet he is a source of information for many people people hear things or scientific news or concepts for the first time through his show yet it's not um delivered with the same um, I don't know, ethical or scientific rigor that someone in a publication would be required mm-hmm. to um, deliver. And so I think you're right that that probably does piss off mainstream people because if they were to talk about the medical implications of drug X or whatever, they would have to do a lot more work than just float the question or have the conversation. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you're probably right that there is some irritation there but you think it's because there's they have similar audience numbers but they feel like they have to go through i'm sure that joe rogan has more audience than cnn these days Mm. but i feel like they just they would see it through a lens of you are not upholding the standards that i believe in terms of ethical journalistic or reporting standards and yet you have a platform greater than mine. So mm. it must seem to a journalist irresponsible, right? Sure. No, I take I take everything you said there and I think that's fair. I think the other thing though is that there are certain um, issues or questions or debates that are taboo and the mainstream media, I'm, I'm going to sound like a QAnoner, but the, how many times I've said mainstream media today. <laughs> uh, there, are certain, there are certain issues that are, are taboo. And you feel, especially in the last few years over the pandemic, that you are being coerced into a narrative that is also changing. And it, for an example, the, the lab leak you know, hypothesis. When Trump first said that, because Trump said it, every it was like, if you say this, you can get, you know, quick kicked off Twitter. Um, you were kind of laughed out the room. And then, you know, as Trump got out of power and that kind of came back into the conversation and it started to look, you know, maybe like more of a possibility, even if it's, you know, not what happened. Yeah. Then it became like socially acceptable to ta- to talk about that examine yeah and i think that's that's kind of what 
that's how I see this this Joe Rogan issue kind of existing in the in the same sphere as. I think he's having conversations where people are like, "Oh no, no, that's that's loony. Get out of here. That's ridiculous." And a lot of them are, but not everything. Sure. No, I take your point. I mean, invariably there are going to be some um, people that he gets on that are proven right, you know, in subsequent years or studies or follow-ups, uh, just even by pure numbers alone, because he has thousands and thousands of episodes, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's a question of responsibility. Yeah. And I think that Spotify sort of standing by and letting what all that was, you know, being said, just stay out there, probably yeah. did have a duty as a platform holder to reinforce the acceptable truths, um, yeah. or the, uh, the you know the broadly understood truths. So that is positive that that they are adjusting, and positive that he is positive about the changes. Yeah, I think it was a, quite a measured and fair response from Spotify, and I mean they've been they've been put they've had their work cut out for them since um since he's joined. I mean they had the whole trans thing, yeah, as well. Was it trans? Or yeah. Was that Chappelle? No, Maybe because both. he had Chappelle on. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I do admire their commitment to sticking by, you know, the the poster boy or the golden boy, I guess. I mean, um, it's, it, the irony, I read this um, somewhere today, I think it was on Daring Fireball, the, um, the irony for, John, uh, for Joe Rogan um, haters or, or, you know, people who are disapprove of him or generally are disinterested in him is that since Spotify bought him, unquestionably, his reach, influence, and audience has significantly diminished yep. because it's a walled garden. It's a paid thing. It's in a different platform. It's not where people yeah. went to listen to him. It's not where they thought to see him. So yeah. unquestionably, <laughs> he has had his voice dampened by this Stuck, exclusivity yeah. deal. So if you dislike Joe Rogan, you should hope for him to be on Spotify as long as he can because the <laughs> actual net influence of it is far more, you know, um, measured and um, minimized than it used to be. So yes. if, if they kicked him off, he would just go away. He'd just keep doing his podcast as he used to. So yeah. it's actually, you know, uh, he might as well just hang around on Spotify. Yeah. No. He had, he did a, um, a four and a half hour ep- show with jordan peterson the other day <laughs> fuck me <laughs> where um apparently i haven't listened to all of it but uh, apparently jordan peterson played some of his own music. i thought you were about to say jordan peed himself peed himself peterson um played some of his own music they discussed why why black people are called black and white are called white and and discussed why that's uh-huh. not accurate so maybe uh yeah, go go listen to all four and a half hours of that. If yeah, you're, um, I'm sure I'll find that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Michael, how would you feel about some weird news? I'd bloody love a little bit of weird news up my bum. Or ever. Do you want to try that again? I'd love some weird news, Nick. Where Wherever you, you want to put it. <laughs> In the news today from the Strange and Weird Fact File. 
Well, for decades, only crackpots and crazy people believed in UFOs. Deputies that's what I say the anyway. suspect told them he's been performing sex acts on animals since the 1970s. I told about my close encounter with the Yeti. A sticky situation at an airport in Tennessee after baggage was Turns out, the government has been taken seriously. This is Deep Thought Weird News with Michael Zubrefkla Sludge. Okay, I got two choices here. Um, oh, Sophie's choice. I got a Sophie's choice for you. So one of them is turtle tracking, and yeah. one of them is pig heart. Mm, pig heart. Pig heart. I knew you were going to. Okay, um, this is a story from the Washington Post. It is titled. The Ethics of a Second Chance. Pig Heart Transplant Recipient. Stabbed a man seven times. Excuse me? Excuse you? So, Leslie Shoemaker Downey was at home babysitting her two grandchildren when a message pinged on her cell phone. Her daughter had sent a link to a news article about a 57-year-old man with terminal heart disease. Three days earlier, he had received a genetically modified pig heart. The first of the kind transplant was historic saving the man's life and offering the possibility of saving others what a great breakthrough for science downy thought reading the headline then her phone pinged again mom her daughter wrote she told her to look at the man's name the man heralded as a medical pioneer david bennett senior was the same man who had been convicted in 1988 of stabbing her younger brother seven times leaving him paralyzed oh. edward shoemaker spent the next 19 years using a wheelchair before he had a stroke in 2005 and died two years later, one week before his 41st birthday. Ed suffered the devastation and the trauma for years and years that my family had to deal with. After Bennett got out of prison, she said, he went on and lived a good life. Now he gets a second chance with a new heart, but I wish, in my opinion, it had gone to a deserving recipient. Oh. So, you know, I could read more about this, uh, but I feel like this is actually an interesting ethical question here um, that the hospital, like the officials at the Baltimore hospital say they provide life-saving care to every patient who comes through their doors based on medical needs, not background or life circumstances. The patient came to us in dire need and a decision was made about his transplant eligibility based solely on medical records. So here's my question for you. If you're a stabby, stabby kind of guy who paralyzed mm. someone in a wheelchair and that person died before their 41st birthday due to a stroke. Should you be on an organ recipient list? Yeah, you should. I mean, it's one of those things that's like, if you, you're going to have a policy like they do in the medical community of treating everyone based on their medical requirements not their background i mean some of them are going to fall through the cracks there's not going to be many but you know what can you do like it's it's not ideal i'd say it's not ideal like if there was another heart maybe yeah that one. well apparently he was not eligible for a human heart but there might have been an animal one which is how this came about why wasn't he eligible for a human heart i guess it's like a uh because of the stabbing. A medical thing? No, I think uh, like a medical reason. All right. No, give him the heart. I mean, it sucks, but give him the heart. Yeah. But here's, here's the, you know, like the complexity of it is like he, so the family of the surviving 
um, man sued the stabber and was ordered to pay who was ordered to pay 3.4 million in damages and they never got a dime from it um, hmm. they they needed to take out loans to purchase like handicapped accessible equipment and things it was like an ongoing trauma for 20 years hmm. you gotta imagine that if you're talking about medical necessities and, and people deserving of medical care that arguably the person who was the victim of something deserved medical care rather than a transplant recipient who did it. Yeah. I mean, look, life's unfair. <laughs> yeah, it is. Life is unfair. It's like, it can suck. I mean, you know, look at me in my van, you know, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to hit that fucking drain pipe but i did i mean this is exactly the same as that you know yeah it's basically an exact analogy and you stabbed a guy seven years ago (laughs) i stabbed myself in the back um the um apparently pig hearts are quite desirable because they're quite similar to human hearts they already use the valves for um like other procedures but now he's getting a full one hmm Pigs are underrated as an animal. They're smart, they're delicious, and they have great hearts. Yeah, there you go. Apparently, the hospital did the heart transplant procedure for free because it was an experimental procedure. Oh, so you just there got, you go. You got a free free transplant. Wow. So there's a little bit of weird news for you. Yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. Hmm. If you've had a... Enough of this. <laughs> That's cool. fine. That's fine. There are other episodes. Um, you can go back in time and find them at deepfort.podbean.com. You can you can get information and uh, articles at our Facebook page or uh, notifications when an episode goes live on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can listen to our tunes on SoundCloud or Spotify. And you can send your question, comments, and churros to deepfort at gmail.com. So please jump on. Um, and also your um, your myths and your myths, yeah. Well, I didn't actually check. Should we see if we got any myths in our um, email yeah. inbox? After we got no myths, so that was fast. No <laughs> myths there, um, but feel free to throw some myths in. All right. So this is actually a bit of a follow up from something from last year, and what I imagine will be an annual recurring little. Uh, uh, thingo for us, Nick. An annual little recurring thingo for us. Yep. Okay. Do you remember last year we did a a bit about, do you remember Bubba Wagner? And she had the pre- predictions for 2021? No. Oh, the, um, the, the, the crazy old, like, Savaki crazy seer or something, right? No, so she's a blind mystic yeah. known as the Nostradamus of the Balkans. That's right, yeah. Right, and she predicted, she's predicted many things. One of them was Brexit. One yeah. of them was 9-11. Yeah. So I discovered the other day that she's written out predictions for every year up until the year 5079. <sighs> okay, that's a long time. Are we going to go through all of them? No, we're just going to go through this year. <laughs> okay. I just, because I don't have time to get to 5,079. 
Yeah. I'm um, probably, I've got to go to bed in an hour or two. Okay. Well, I'm, I'll just do 2022 just to okay. save you some Betty buys. Yeah, thank you. Um, but here are... Also, i Bubba- buy some M&Ms for later. <laughs> here are Bubba Wagner's predictions for 2022. Well, no, hold on. Oh. Can I just ask, how did she go last year? Did she get any right? Do you want me to look up what she Yeah. Because, um, like, why are we devoting this time to it if... If last year she wasn't even on the money. Why do we devote time to anything, Nick? <laughs> to make our lives just pass. Okay, so we can... But I wanted to do a thing where you in- included some lightning strikes, like, like thunder. Okay. So and you a witch's, wanted- maybe a, a witch's cackle <laughs> as well. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll do sure. it when we get to 2022. Yeah. All right, so I'll just recap Bubba Wagner's 2021 predictions. Uh-huh. Um, by the way, try to find the original source for it. Couldn't Not there? find it. Really? Only only <laughs> only exists on news.com.au. Wow. Um, okay. Um by the way, she's dead. She died uh, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet it's still um, relevant. Isn't that amazing? So she predicted last year that there were going well, there's going to be a cure for cancer. <laughs> okay. Did we get um, that? No. Uh, a tsunami? In uh, Asia, she's a bit off. I don't know. Was there? I don't remember um, one. She said Bub- uh, Donald Trump would would suffer a mysterious disease. She said Donald Trump would suffer a mysterious disease. <laughs> yes. No, she said the 45th president will become sick with a mysterious disease that will leave him deaf, deaf and cause brain trauma. Well, Didn't get well, that one either. No. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe partially. Yeah. Um, oh, she said. Um, also, he's not 40. Biden's 46, isn't he? Or 45. Look, Nick, I think you're thinking. I'm just trying to. I, what's. I'm just trying to remember what we're up to. 45 is Donald Trump. So we're actually in the 46th president. Hmm. Well, she's she was right about. There Donald being a Trump. 45th president. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, she she predicted in 2021 that a dragon would take over the planet. Oh, okay. So we've buried the lead. <laughs> yes, I do remember this. She said, I see the numbers 105 and many zeros. And interpreters uh-huh. have presumed that the, that the dragon is in China. Okay. Um, oh, this is a big one. She predicted the end of the world. Uh-huh. In 2021. Yep. I don't know why she kept making predictions. Why bother with some of the other <laughs> stuff? Like, what point is a cure for cancer? Wait, she said, the world will not end in 2021. We will still have another 3,058 years. Oh. However, the mystic did estimate devastating events to happen in 2021. We are. Well, wit- she predicted we are, di- we are witnessing devastating events that will change the fate and destiny of humanity. Uh, okay. Um, so that was the only one that sounded vaguely right for predictions from last year, but this is Bubba Wagner's predictions for 2022. (laughs) Very good, actually. Thank you. I'm glad with that. Yeah, thank you. Um, all right, so number one in Bubba Wagner's 
predictions for 2022. Uh-huh. She thinks there's going to be a, a lost sense of reality. And by that, she means virtual reality. <laughs> the metaverse is here and it's taken over. She's already right. Even in her pre-internet days. Yeah. She, she died in 1982. <laughs> Baba Wagner could can sense the world spiraling into a technology addiction that blurred the lines between fantasy and reality. And with the launch of the metaverse, this feels a little too close to home. Baba Wagner sees people spending, wow, obnoxious yawn, that one. <laughs> obnoxious. Baba Wagner You've told sees, me not to try and hide it anymore. <laughs> well, I was wrong. <laughs> Baba Wagner sees people more people were spending more time in front of their screens than ever before and losing their sense of reality, but we could probably have told you that for free. Number two, another pandemic. Oh, good. I was this just one, getting bored of this one. <laughs> this one brought about by climate change. Uh, Forget COVID, Baba Wagner says there's a new pandemic on its way. A lethal virus that has been frozen in Siberia will be released due to climate change. Oh, I don't... Just uh, lying dormant. Ugh, I, don't want, you, I don't want it. Well... You can't, you can't mess with Bubba Wagner's predictions. Nick. I don't want it. Too bad it's happening. Do I have to know? You have to know. Uh. Number three, aliens. Oh, okay. Now I'm back. <laughs> now Bubba I'm Wagner, interested. Bubba Wagner thinks that aliens will come to explore whether there is life on Earth via an asteroid and probably, probably take prisoners when they land. Well, if you've come all this way, it'd be silly just leaving us all here. you got to take a few samples back home. I would, I'd be up for being a sample. Wouldn't have to pay my... <laughs> I was my about to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Number four of five. There's going to be intense bouts of floods in Australia and parts of Asia. According to Baba Wagner, there will be a significant in- increase in natural disasters like earthquakes and tsunamis globally, with a particular focus on the intense bouts of floods in Australia and parts of Asia. Well, there was a tsunami. And La Nina. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Getting close. Number five, last one. Dragon. <laughs> no dragon dragons dragons so 2021 Damn dragons it. done dragons, dragons done. dragons we've slayed the dragon a locust plague in india um oh, boring s- <laughs> <laughs> not if you're indian <laughs> uh, between 2025 and 2028 global hunger should be eradicated she says and at some wait 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 Don't i skipped ahead. I skipped, ahead I skipped ahead i skipped ahead sorry um, well, she was wrong about that too. Well, this one's kind of shit because they just like they've written people in India will be hoping Bubba is not accurate as about this, as she predicts temperatures will reach fifty degrees with locusts attacking crops and farms, leading to a great famine. Hmm. So that's what's going to happen this year. Well, I suppose it's nice to have a heads up, but it's not the most fun news, is it? She didn't say like. Scientists are going to discover a new flavor of cotton candy. It's all—it's all doom and gloom. Doom and gloom. She sounds like a bit of a downer. She is a downer. She'd be cool. She'd be called Bubba Downer. Yeah. 
But yeah, that's happening whether you like it or not. Yeah. Um, I love that last year it was like a dragon. This year's aliens. Like every year she's jumping the shark. Yeah. There's every definitely year. one where she's just throwing some shit at the wall. Well, if she's doing five a year, and to be honest, she got it 3, wrong because last year was aliens. That's when all that footage came out. The Amamuawa, whatever it's called. Yeah. Well, no, not that. Uamuamua. But um, yeah. I'm talking about like all the military drone footage of the the UFOs that aren't called UFOs anymore. The UAPs. UAPs. That was last year. Ugh. She doesn't know what she's talking about, Michael. Well, I think she does. She's blind, so. So what, can't she I, just she was looking at the calendar and couldn't quite read which was when. Can't you can't argue with a blind Bulgarian woman who's dead. <laughs> you can't. That's just a fact. Yeah. Good episode. Great episode. One of the best. Well <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it did distract me though from my financial huge woes. financial debt, yeah. Oh, God. Can I borrow some money? <laughs>